Hey everybody on Podcast Land, it's David coming at you with a brand new podcast. Well, today we're going to talk about some heavy subject, some weighty matters. The title of this is, One of Your Best Friends is a Rebuke. Sometimes rebuke is a good thing in our life. Sometimes when trouble comes in our life, it's to look around and to re- evaluate your steps and to find out what God wants for your life. Sometimes when God says no, you have to stop saying, please God, give it to me. And you have to start asking, okay, God, what do you want from me? Why do you want me to do this? And you start to reevaluate your walk with God. Rebuke sometimes is your friend. Let's talk about it in this podcast today. God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast today. If you made it this far, God has something special for you. I love you and pray for my family as we pray for you. God bless. Praise the Lord, everybody out in Podcastville. It's David coming at you with a brand new podcast. Well, we're in a brand new day. We are in November, heading towards Thanksgiving. I am so excited for this year's Thanksgiving. Just can't wait. I think it's a great time when you get to celebrate Christopher Columbus coming over here and uh, finding the new land. And we sat down with the Indians and broke bread with them and despite what anybody might believe out there that's our history and i'm excited about it my kids love celebrating i love celebrating it and i'm just really looking forward to this year's thanksgiving and i hope you are too now a lot of stuff to talk about i know we're getting ready to go into a new season uh winter's coming but today is a beautiful day very nice out today and i'm pretty excited about this day and um why? Because by faith, I just have a feeling something good's getting ready to happen. I just believe we're getting ready to go into a new season. Now, when I say we, that's my dog in the background. He's being crazy running around. Uh, he's soaking up all the attention now. He's the only dog here. Uh, he misses his mom, but he's recouped pretty good, and he's doing pretty good. And um, we miss Sheba, and, uh, you know... Just figure I'd let you know that he's out here running around being a crazy dog. But uh, we're getting ready to go into a new season. Now, something about people and seasons that I've noticed, not every people person goes into the same season as you may be going into. So there's lots of different seasons, lots of different things that happen, and the manager of them all is God and God's Word. Even if you're not a believer, even if you do not believe in the Word of God, Everything in this world has been set and framed in motion by the Word of God. I talked to uh, my oldest daughter there, Eliana, the other day. We were doing a Bible study in the morning before school because we do Bible studies in the morning. And one thing we talked about was how everything was created by the Word of God. And I let her know how John 1, 1 and John 1, 14 and 15, we talked about that. And then James Uh, about the word how powerful the word is and how important the word is now 
everything is managed by the word of God. Even if you don't have God in your life walking day to day, his word is evident everywhere. It's, it's all around you. Everything you see was made by the word of God. And so by default, the word of God is in charge of everything. Even if you don't listen to the word of God or obey the word of God, it's everywhere. You can't get around it. I don't care what kind of scientist you are, what kind of new age movement person you are. You can't get around it. And it's just ridiculous when you talk to people like that and they think they're smart and they think they know what's best when they don't even know the truth. They, they don't even have the truth set in motion in their life, but yet they're trying to teach truth to people that's not even true. Evolution, all that stuff is not even true. Now let's get back onto our subject. Uh, what I want to say is everybody's seasons are not the same. So we might be all going into winter together as a uh, people in Michigan, but in spiritual terms, everybody's seasons are different. And let's say that um, there's a season of trials coming in your life and you're supposed to be getting blessings. Let's say that you're supposed to be getting blessed, but everybody's season is trials. Well, that wouldn't work. So you see, God has to manage each person's life differently. That's why some people can have a blessing over here. Another person could be going through a trial over here. Another person could be not understanding the word of God over here. Another person might be getting revelation over here. It's just different seasons for all the different people. People have to go through different times. They grow differently, just like plants. Um, in the spiritual realm, we're all planted in the word of God. We're planted with God and we grow with God, but there's different speeds to which each person grows. Now, I really believe I just went through a really pruning season, a, a, a time where God has pruned. God has pruned a lot. Now, that's all right, because going through it, it's not fun. It's not a fun thing. But one thing it does do is it reveals a lot of stuff. Like I was telling my son, uh, when we were explaining to him when all the leaves were green still on the trees, we were telling him, we're getting ready to go to fall. The leaves are going to change. And his, and my wife, Jessica, and his mom would show the fall by the way she pushed her hands down in front of him and say, the leaves are going to fall, you know, and that's what we demonstrated as fall. And so he would always say, whenever we said, hey, look at the trees, the leaves are changing. Oh, it's going to fall. And he would do the fall. So that's how he related to it. And one thing about it is, and I would always explain to him, and as, as now when we're driving, I can show him all the leaves are gone. Now you can see. You can see what you couldn't see before. That's one thing that happens when the foliage disappears. That foliage has a place. It's, a, it's an energizer for that plant. It's what causes photosynthesis. It takes the sunlight and it feeds the plant. It, the chlorophyll and the the way that the leaves are made, just like solar panels, it takes the sun and it converts it to food for the plant. And it takes a lot of them. A lot of them hang out on that branch to soak up that energy. Well, where a lot of that is, it's a lot of waste too. Because when it's time to cast those off, they're all gone. It fills the ground, it fills the air. It's a bunch of litter, junk, foliage. It's just a bunch of junk. I'm walking over a whole bunch of leaves now. 
people are raking their leaves all over their yard they're piling them up in the road right now it's causing a lot of just wasteful space right now and while they're on the trees it covers the trees perfectly it causes the view to be limited but when when it's time and those leaves fall and all those leaves are gone and you look around the site now is it's distance you can see farther now we're in a time in this season it might be going into a colder dormant dead desolate season but your vision is farther vision gets to get cast farther you get to see farther people get to see you from a distance distance now is made up by the lack of things in the way there's no obstacles in the way okay now in the spiritual realm the same thing happens we're going through a season i'm coming out of a season and in my season of pruning now pruning is a little different than the fall pruning is taking and i know about this because i have to do this because i have fruit trees and vegetables but you take that foliage that's wasting energy that has tons of potential but it's just too much waste too much maintenance it's too much care too much of your resources it's just a waste so you cut that back you prune it back and you work on the things that are already working that's already growing the fruit that's already there for example if you have a fruit tree an apple tree and you have three apples on one branch you take two of them off and you leave the one and that one will get the nourishment that the other two would have gotten and it grows bigger healthier and stronger just the way it works now that's how god works in our life god prunes he prunes those if you're bearing fruit he doesn't prune trees that don't bear fruit he actually curses trees that don't bear fruit we have examples of it when he's walking along and he goes to get fruit from a fruit tree one time and it didn't have fruit he cursed it and that very hour it withered up and died okay but but when a fruit tree is producing fruit as a witness it's it's done the things that god has called him to do when it's time god will prune that person and take away things cut back things scar hurt maim all kinds of things to that tree because he has a vision for it he's gonna he's gonna cause it to do something great he's gonna cause it to become something that the potential was there for it and so he cuts it back and as he cuts it back it it produces more fruit it produces much more fruit and that's that's the goal that's the goal of the master that's the goal of of the leader and that's what he wants to do and we trust him for it we put trust in him so as we we trust him for those times when we think that everything's going okay and um you know maybe you got that job you're looking for maybe you got that ministry that you've been working for maybe the everything that you've been working hard for you're achieving and at the very height of it all that's when god says okay it's time to prune you it's time to cut you back and novices people all around will look at you and say oh you've done something wrong oh you need to change this oh you need to trust me oh you need to listen to me and what i tell you to do and they're they're just immature that's what it is they're just immature they don't understand what's going on for example um, i've been in ministry for a long time pulpit ministry for a very long time and 
realize that it has its place. But the most I've ever seen God do things were outside of the building. He's done more things outside the building than he has inside. Now, if you want to classify people that are already saved, dancing around and, and finding joy, but then going home and, and being miserable, well, then it does a lot of that there. And if you say, oh, that doesn't happen, well, then you're a liar. Because I was around that for a very long time and I seen it. I seen how it works. I understand how it works. I was behind the curtain. I seen how the platform works. I see how the ministry works behind the scenes. I've been in all that where most people don't even know that. They just they just see the outside. They sit on a pew and they see the outside part of it. But when you're on the inside, it's a whole different place. The licensing, the bureaucracy, all that stuff. It's a different place. The way they vote, the reasons for voting, what they're doing to get people in their church to vote. That's all part of the politics and it's inside the building. Whether you like it or not, it's there. That's just how it works. Now, the disciples had to go through this. The disciples had to go through this in the church. The Jews went through this. It's part of bureaucracy of this world. It's a worldly system and it is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Even when you're in the world and you're, in the, you're part of the church, you still are involved in Rome. You're still involved with the governor. You're still involved with Caesar. You're still involved with the Egyptians. You're still involved with Pharaoh. You're still involved with these things. These things are part of it, part of the part of your walk of life. You might not like that, but that's the way it is. You can put your head in the sand and say, I don't want to be part of that, but that's fine. You're still part of it. It doesn't change because you don't want to be part of it. The smartest thing you can do is involve yourself because God has a plan. It's a funny thing to me to see Christians or believers that want to tell God what they're going to do and what he can't do in their life. I'm not going to do this because I don't believe in that. I won't do this because I don't believe that. And those are the very moments and parts of your life that God really wants to use you. And he's got a plan for you. But because you shut that door and you say, I'm not going to do those things, you handcuffed God. You've taken away an anointing maybe that he wanted to use you for. And you said, I'm not going to do it because I don't believe that. I don't want to be part of that. And you didn't want to involve yourself because you didn't want to learn because you're you're a stiff neck. Because you get your high, your mind made up and you think it's the way it is and you will not learn. You won't change. You won't change course. Even if you're wrong, you'll ride the horse until it's dead. There's many people like that. There's many people that don't like to be wrong in public. They don't like to be wrong in their family. They don't think that they're ever wrong. But we all fall short every one of us falls short and that's why we need god we need god every day every moment we wake up we need god so now what are we talking about seasons we're talking about seasons and i'm using my life as an example because it's a very good example because i'm living it and that's why i'm using it and it's a podcast and it's my podcast so what better to talk about in myself, which I don't like that, but I'll use myself as an example because that's what God called me to be a witness, a witness of what, what God can do. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. There's no difference. I'm not special. There's nothing different about me than the regular person out there. The only thing that's changed in my life is God, the revelation of who he is and what he's done in my life and what he can do for you and that's what I'm doing is I'm trying to tell you what God can do for you 
Now, the season that we're getting ready to go into, you might be going into a growth season. You might be going into a pruning season. You might be going into a blessing season. You might be going into a season of desolation where it's a desert and it's dry and there's no water. There's all kinds of seasons out there in the spiritual realm. And, and you will find out what season you're in by what you go through, how you go through it. And you might be married to somebody and that person next to you might be going to a different season because we all are in different growth stages. Now our job is to work together and try to come in unity and then work together in, in that season. But the majority of people are divided. They're not working together. There is no unity. I don't care what people are saying. The church is not unified right now. The body is not joined together. It has been uh, very fragmented for a long time. And that's why the world has been growing the way it has been growing. Because the church has not found its place. And it hasn't been in its place in a while. So what's happened is there's a group of people over here doing their thing. Another group of people over here doing their thing. And nobody is working together because everybody thinks that their work is the most important thing. And everybody thinks that God called them to do something and, and they're the only ones that can do it. And the sad thing is, is God can pick anybody at any time and do his will. He don't even need a saved person to do his will. We should know through scripture that God can use anything, anybody, any way he wants. That's what makes him God. And the funny thing is, is how many people talk for God, speak for God, and try to handcuff God, and they're not even in the will of God. They don't even know the will of God. Now, I've said this many times in my ministry, uh, preaching it over the pulpit, preaching it through the podcast, preaching it to people. If you have a vice in your life, if you have something in your life that is controlling you, your job as a believer is to overcome that. You have to take all your resources, all your strength, and you have to fight that. That's your battle. If you ignore it, you do it at your own peril. You can ignore it and you can leave it there and you can go on and clap and run and shout and just keep ignoring it. But I'm gonna warn you, the day is coming where that weakness is gonna expose itself. And if you can't beat it now, while you're in your strength, because you do have strength now and you can overcome it. If you believe in Jesus, you can overcome it or else you don't believe in Jesus. And yes, I will say that you have no faith. If you cannot overcome the little battle that's in front of you with an addiction, and I'm telling you what, addictions are all under the feet of Jesus. Addictions are all under our feet. Nothing can control you. You control yourself. You've given your heart over to God You've given your tongue over to God. The Holy Spirit is supposed to have control of you. If you aren't allowing God to work in your life to overcome these things, you have no business going into other people's lives and telling them what to do. Because your ministry, your walk is going to find itself out and the destruction is going to be great. And it's not going to just be you. You're going to cause a lot of people to fail. And you will be accountable for the weak Christian out there that has not been able to grow that you've caused to fail and never come to God. You're going to be accountable for that. There's warnings in scripture for it. But you know this. If you're a minister and you're out there preaching, you should know all these things. Because if you know these things, then you know that by knowing them and you don't do them, it's called iniquity.
And you should know what that's all about. But if you don't know these things, these are the things you need to stop and focus on and get your life reoriented. And you need to find out the will of God. But many people have sailed that ship with many people into very bad abysses and destroyed the ship. And great was the destruction. And I don't want you to fall prey to that. Many people are on that, that ship. If you can't even control your own senses, if you can't even control your own emotions, if you can't even control your own desires, you cannot control other people's. And woe unto you that try to preach that has not got his own house in order. Because great will be the fall. And it's not just you that's going to be worried. It's going to be all the people that's underneath you. So, seasons. What are we talking about? That's why these seasons are here. The pruning, the reorienting of your walk of God, getting yourself and your steps right, ordering your steps in the Lord, a lamp unto your feet in a dark time. That's what God does. He takes us through some very hard times to reorient us so that we trust his voice. My sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. The problem is, is many people don't know that voice. They know a sound of the voice. Because any voice that says it's okay to sin, but you don't have to worry about it, that's not the voice of God. It's okay to be addicted to stuff. As long as God hasn't healed you, it's okay. That's not the voice of God. It's okay to go around and judge people, but nobody can judge you. That's not the voice of God. You know, one thing, I'll say this. We're in a time of... A lot of division a lot of division and it's not nothing new it's been going on for years probably a minimum of 10 years or more and I warned people a long time ago that there was a separation happening there was the sheep and the goats and you can see it plainly you can see it people are stiff-necked I've, I've been trying to tell people and they will not listen they have their mind made up and you cannot change their mind so I'm very convinced that if it's not the Spirit of God, it doesn't matter what we do. If the Spirit of God has not went to that person and pricked their heart and caused them to change, you're wasting your time with all the words you're doing. You're planting seeds, but unless God does something, it's never going to happen. It's never going to come to fruition. And this is another mistake that people make. When good times are happening, they put their whole walk on the good times as if as the good times are happening, God has put his seal of approval on it. And this is the way that everybody should be. That's a huge mistake. Because there's a thing called luck. And there is a thing called luck. And if you don't know this, then you're not a very mature person. There's a thing called luck. And there's many people that find it. And the luck brings people wealth. Brings people popularity. Brings people ministries. It brings people into alignment and things, and it has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to do with the Word of God. Sometimes things just happen because things fall into place, because just like rolling the dice, all ones will happen after eventually. If you keep rolling those dice, all ones will happen. All sixes will happen. All fives will happen. That's the same thing with luck on this earth. There's such a thing as there's people on this earth that are ministering, and it's just luck. There's just luck happening. Now, I know there's people that's got controversy over this right now. They're saying, oh, God's in charge of everything. 
I'll give you a quick example. That's like if I'm sitting here and I have some young kids, uh, let's say some a two-year-old, and we come into a house of spiritual Christians, and all they want to do is talk about spirits. Spirits. Do you think that's conducive for the little baby, the two-year-old? Now, I know that we can say, oh, God's in charge of the spirits. We can say all kinds of stuff like that. But do you think that is conducive for a baby to hear about that? That's called maturity. There are some things that God requires from us, maturity. These are things he requires of us in the word of God, maturity. You have to know the word of God. You have to be mature in it. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show thyself approved a workman unto God that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Why? Because there's people that cannot rightly divide the word of truth. They can't. They don't even know what a murderer is and a killer is. They don't know how to discern those things. They lump them all together. And there's definitely a difference because God made different words. There's, there's another gift called discernment. To be able to discern. To discern between good and evil, right and wrong. Why would he make those gifts and why would he do those things if we can just lump everything together? You can't. But many people do this because of immaturity. They're very immature. And just because you're old and you've been in it for a long time doesn't mean you're mature. It doesn't mean you're mature. And it doesn't mean that God's approval's on you. That, that doesn't mean anything. I've seen many people through my walk with the Lord that have made this mistake. I've seen ministers approve their kids over their congregation to lose their whole congregation because it's not their congregation. It's the Lord's congregation. And you cannot take God's kingdom for granted. He is the shepherd. He's the good shepherd. His sheep he loves. He will protect his sheep. And he will get the glory. He's the only one that gets the glory. Now, you know, there's many people out there that have, you know, that, for example, let's say that you're a professor in a school and you've been fired from college 10 times, but yet you go around telling people that you're a college professor because you work at a college, but you've been fired 10 times. You don't tell people that you've been fired 10 times. You just tell people that you're a professor. That's like a lot of people that are making mistakes in the kingdom of God. They're making these mistakes over and over and over again, but they don't let people see the mistakes. They only let people see the strength. And they walk around with these credentials and they don't even have the credentials. And then the other flip side of it is the people that look like they don't have the credentials, that don't meet the criteria that the modern day believers think you should have, then they dismiss you. They ignore you. They discredit you. They slander you. They talk about you. But that's fine because it's God that gets the glory. It's God that gets the work done. It's not man. It's not man's ideas. It's not man's agenda. If anything happens in the kingdom of God, it's because of God. He already ordained it, and all he's doing is getting us to help him with the work. That's all he's doing. But immature Christians always fall prey to this. They think it's their, the, the cause is happening because they're involved. They're thinking that God has to have them in order for it to happen. And you have to do it their way or else something is not going to come to pass. That's an immature Christian. And we're talking about seasons today, folks. Everybody's going to go through a season. Now, I'm putting a warning out there. 
there's seasons that you're going to go through that you don't even know exist yet. And you've always heard this from ministers that were older and you think you know what it means, but you really don't until you go through it. New levels are new devils. Now I'm not talking about chasing them around. I'm not talking about imps. I'm not even talking about demons. Do you know that most people that chase demons and imps, they really don't even understand what that all is all about. They don't even know that a third of the angels fell from heaven. There was no such thing as demons or imps. The angels fell from heaven. In order for you to get demons and imps, the angels had to sleep with humans and then their offsprings, when they died, their spirits do not go to heaven or hell. They wander and they go back to familiar places in family members, familiar spirits. And you have the darkness that comes from that. You have the giants the giants of old, you have Nimrod, you have all these people that were mixed with angels. These were Nephilims. These were, these were high officials that were mixed with angels because there's no, there's no such thing as demons without angels. Demons came because angels mixed with humans and their offspring were rejected by God because angels do not find salvation and anything that was mixed with an angel and a human will never find salvation. That's why hell was reserved for them. But humans decided to follow that and reject God. And so by rejecting God, they decided to go to hell also. But you know all this. See, you have to know all this if you're a demon chaser. If you're somebody that studies scriptures, you should know this because it's in Genesis. This is the stuff that reason why Noah and the time the flood happened is because of what they were doing and what the giants were doing and what Nimrod and what the leadership of Babel was doing. Okay. This is what happens. After the flood, they decided to build up a new kingdom. The angels mixed with humans because there's giants after the flood. How does that happen when only one family comes off the ark? Noah and his kids. How does that happen, guys? Think about it. it didn't come from Noah's seed. But you know all this. And I'm speaking like this because I'm speaking to people that are high-minded sometimes. This is the challenge that I'm up against when I'm preaching. This is the challenge that I'm up against when I'm teaching. This is why I've invented a podcast because I have to go against these theories, these thoughts, these, these mindsets that are all through the church, the modern day church that are all through the people's head. And everybody's got this, this status of I'm related to so-and-so. I have a status. I make this much money. I'm linked to so-and-so. I'm connected to this organization and they forgot what they came from. The blood that purchased you, who purchased you and why he purchased you. This battle we're up against. When Jesus looked at the Jews in the time before he was crucified, he looked at all the Jews and said, you brood of vipers. Why did he say that? He was talking to a spiritual being. He was talking to spiritual beings at that time. You brood of vipers. He's talking to offsprings of Satan, serpents, the serpent, brood of vipers, okay? He's not talking to giants at the time. He's talking to the, the offspring, the same offspring that was in, inhabiting all the people in Noah's time, before Noah's time, why God had to flood the earth. Nimrod, he was, he was talking to these, these spiritual beings. That's why when Jesus had to cast out that devil, when the legion came before him and those different devils would come to him and say, do not cast us out before it's time. 
don't do it before it's time. Send us into the swine. And they ran vehemently down and killed themselves. What were they talking about? They're talking about the other side, the day of judgment. They're talking about a realm that you don't know, the spiritual realm. They're talking about the prince of the power, the prince in the power of the air, Satan. He has power of the air, the airwaves. Anything that in, is travels through this air, Satan has power over it. I don't care who you are, Satan has been given that charge. That was his his blessing that God gave him. He says, you will be the prince of the power of the air. Lucifer, son of the morning, you're going to come as an angel of light. Your whole job is to find weakness. Your whole job is to test those that claim to be strong. Satan, your job is to go and be an adversary. That's all you are. There is no power. He has no power over you. But what he does is come and challenges you. If you're smoking cigarettes, he's the cigarette. He's that addiction every day that you feel like you got to have it when you first wake up in the morning. That's Satan. That's Satan. That's your Satan. You have to fight that. If you wake up every morning and you got to do a line of cocaine, that's your Satan. That's your Satan. If you got to go do heroin, that's your Satan. If you got to go do drugs, that's your Satan. If you got to go and lie and cheat, that's your Satan. If you got to go and murder, that's your Satan. Satan. That's Satan. Now, I'm going to blow your mind. Satan is not just one being. Now, Lucifer is, but Satan is not one being. Satan is an adversary. Satan is any of the adversaries that decide to come forth to challenge the believer or the non-believer. That's Satan. If it's Belzebub, and he shows up and says, Send me, Lord. I'll go and test that person. He is that person, Satan, at that moment. If a lying spirit comes and says, send me, that's Satan for that person at that moment. There's not just one Satan. Satan is just a term meaning adversary. But there is one Lucifer. Lucifer, son of the morning. Okay? Now, I'm giving you some revelation now because I feel like I have to. I feel like I have to go deep with some people today because it feels like there's a challenge happening out there like my qualifications because of being in darkness for a long time and in my prayer closet and just praying to God, suffering alone, just me and my wife and kids suffering. Nobody's come to my aid. Nobody's come to rescue me. Many people pray, yes, but that's only because God allows you to. Anybody that partakes of a man of God gets his blessing. Anybody that shares with the man of God's suffering gets his blessing when it's time to be blessed. That's the revelation that most people don't get. That's why the man of God, a true man of God, doesn't go out there and let everybody just share into his suffering. They don't let everybody take communion with them. Now, I'm not talking about the communion that we take for Jesus. Communion is the suffering. Communion is when you come together. Communion is being one. Okay? God has a plan for each person. Your life has a plan. God has a ministry for you. God is using you in ministry. God is going to use you in a mighty way. But there's a purging that has to happen. And there's some unclean things that are in your life. And if you hear the voice of reason, the voice of wisdom, the voice of truth, you will understand and you will change. You will prune. 
You will allow God to do it and you will suffer mm -hmm. for his name's sake. I want to leave you with this thought today. We'll continue on this line and maybe I'll give you some more ideas and thoughts and things to think about in your prayer life. But with that, God bless.